0: like this podcast and you want to support it please head over to patreon.com slash witch police for as little as one dollar a month you can get access to bonus content you can get early access to my interviews and all kinds of other cool stuff plus you can feel good about supporting diy local podcasting and i want to give a huge thank you to everyone who's supported the show so far including our newest patron nick campbell be cool be like nick support diy podcasts one of our colleagues Sam Thompson who um, if you saw him you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie.
1: get up off your ass and get up on the podcast which police radio which police radio which police radio which police radio get up off your ass and get up on the podcast which police radio
0: all right welcome to which police radio uh It's funny because I was thinking about this before we even started this, and I'm going to get you to introduce yourself and everything in a second, but the last time I had you on the show, we were talking about something totally different, and I think we did um, like a Zoom call type of thing as just an an alternative option, but now I'm stuck doing these forever (laughs) because of the situation the world is in, but I mean, I'm glad to have you back on the show anyway. It's just kind of funny that that was, I think, one of the test ones to see if this was even possible, and little did I expect I'd be doing this, you know, twice a week for, for years now.
2: I think that's kind of how it went. You know, everybody thought it was someone who's going to be temporary. And then, um... yeah. Another another reason why musicians have to diversify and, and artists have to diversify.
0: Totally, yeah. And so, like like I was saying, you've been on the show before uh, a few times, but always talking about something different. And the band we're going to be talking I about. Talking about the Clash. Yeah, the last time was the Clash. It's been the Clash twice, I think. But um, yeah, you're talking about uh, original music this time, and this is a band that you've been in for a while. But I'm going to leave it to you to introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about the group, and we can sort of go from there.
2: Oh yeah, right on. So I'm um, Johannes Lodux happy to be on wish police again and it's uh we just put out their debut album modern relics which was uh as you're saying it's uh it's a long time coming is uh has been around for well we've been playing in bands together for a while but this band north graffiti has been around for about five years Okay, and um and modern relics we put this album together and uh we're, we're very diy bands you know we like that uh we polish the sound, polish our uh, personalities, but the band is still that punk ethic of DIY. You know, uh, Marty Lafreniere is our bass player. He does all the video yeah. work, and Kyle Monkman's our guitarist, and he does all the audio work together. They're a hell of a team, especially during uh, COVID, like we were talking about. you got to diversify. So... um.
0: Well, well we I was, was going to ask before, but, like, I've talked to so many people on this show over the past couple of years who have had to delay things because of COVID. But I, this is something that's been delayed a bit longer, right? This has been something that's been in the works for uh, since before the pandemic? Or is it a pandemic delay that's kind of caused it to take this long to come out?
2: You know, like we we're kind of a—it's uh, a double-edged sword when you're doing your own stuff, right? Because you could keep on tweaking forever, and you could keep on going back doing new guitars, and you yeah. never really tweak too much because, like, it's—it's it's punk rock. It shouldn't be that polished uh, or overthought. For the, uh, it's got to have that urgency in it. Um, but we had finished the album and kind of prepped it to be released right before COVID hit, and so then COVID hit, and we knew some bands were putting out albums right before it hit and it was so tough to watch them you know that you pour everything you got into music and nowadays uh it's not like you're gonna sell a bunch of physical copies these yeah. days for uh for smaller bands and so you know you really bank on that album release you bank on doing a little bit of touring you bank on on the in-person touch that you can have as a band but uh we saw some bands go through that and uh covid just kind of kind of shot it down and then we debated for a few times, uh, uh, putting it out throughout COVID, but, uh, essentially just didn't want to be, you know, uh, just, just soundtrack to somebody else's lockdown again, you know, we were going through and through these different lockdowns and just didn't want to kind of be associated with that. So it's, uh, the timing worked out perfect because now we're kind of coming out of it, you know, we and, hope anyway, um, right? Yeah, you hope. And you know, and for a little while there in Winnipeg, the weather was looking a little bit nicer. So we had a beautiful weekend releasing the album. It was, felt like a spring weekend. It felt like things were getting a little bit back to normal. And uh, so it was really nice timing to put out the album and hopefully uh, everything's on the up and up and the album can be kind of a people's summer soundtrack instead or spring soundtrack. Uh, so yeah, we were really happy with the album, way the album turned out a couple of years ago, yeah. and we uh, we decided we weren't going to go back and work on it anymore. We were going to just going to put a, put it out as is, um, and uh, that's kind of how it kept some of that that punk rock urgency. And so. Um, uh yeah really happy things worked out the way they did now
0: well i, I kind of like that uh, description of, of not wanting to be someone's lockdown soundtrack i don't think i've heard that before as a reason for not releasing during COVID. but that makes sense because people are gonna the stuff they're hearing and watching and reading and everything during this time they're gonna have some mental whether they want to or not right it's going to be connected to this this period where they haven't been able to do anything they want to do
2: absolutely i mean how many albums do you own yourself that like you put it on and you're like oh this is like a january album or oh, this is like a if we're not seasonal with our albums it's a time in your life and it really takes you back to that and uh, i certainly didn't want our music to take people back to COVID, so uh hopefully it's the feeling coming out now
0: yeah that's a positive right if if you can associate it with something at least this this kind of rebirth sort of thing of the music scene in general hopefully it continues as it's going so far
2: yeah no kidding just a little, little bit of snow coming in but we're used to that so uh that's all good. It'll
0: be all right. <laughs> um, so this is, uh, I mean, I know that most of you guys in the in this band, you have other projects as well, right? This isn't sort of the main project. Sure, yeah. But what what kind of, kind of priority does this take? I mean, I know COVID has thrown a wrench in everyone's plans for touring, recording, rehearsing with any bands. But, I mean, is this something that before the pandemic you were all pretty invested in as far as being a band that you were going to take on the road and you were going to kind of play a heavy amount of shows with and things like that?
2: Well, it started out, when it started out, uh, and actually uh, going back even before North Graffiti, we played, uh, three of us played in a band called Lone Wolf, and oh, yeah. um, and I uh, I talked to uh, my buddy Marty Lafreniere into, into playing in this band, and I promised him, you know, it was going to be just a side project thing, it's going to be on the back burner, it won't take up too much time, and slowly we kind of figured out what we had on our hands, we started putting more time into it, and uh, it kept on paying off because, like... Um, the videos started to look great. It started to sound great. It was really put together in in sound and image, and so uh, it started to take a little bit more of the forefront fr- for me. Uh, North Graffiti is is front and center for me, um, and that's not to say that like I don't have I always have a lot of time to put into other projects, but I just have I've got a lot of um, I've got a lot of I, I need to do, and <laughs> so uh, I can't get it all done with just one band. So I really find that balance, you know, between uh, Noble Thieves. I also play in. And North Graffiti and uh, doing tribute shows. Uh, yeah, I'm big fans of doing those once in a while. And so um, yeah, it's just about finding that balance. But North Graffiti is certainly uh, a lot closer to heart because this is actually I've, I've been playing music in like like you know in uh, Winnipeg for 20 years now, and this is the first album where I wrote and sang all the songs. Of course, okay. with lots of help from my guys in the band, but this is like that's you know monumental to a guy who's been doing it for 20 years, and so. Um, and it's so that you I haven't yet. Actually,
0: I, I'm I'm surprised to hear that because I mean <laughs> you've you've been the frontman for a number of bands and you've obviously written Absolutely. songs for a lot of the bands you've been in too. So that's that's surprising actually. That's cool.
2: Ah, thanks. I've gotten that response a few times, and you know I, I never thought to say to like uh, think too much about it. But you know, like I've always been around stellar musicians, stellar friends, and bands, and I wanted to help you know lift them up just like they're helping lift me up. So Sub City, we always had, we always played each other's songs, and everybody would sing their own songs and uh kids on fire with uh leaf would, would sing his own songs and yeah it's always about you are trying to lift up your buddies at the same time they're lifting you up and so uh this is the first time that i thought you know okay i just want to do it i want to do something a bit more fronted and uh i knew i always had it in me and so yeah i just wanted to get it out and uh it feels fantastic to do cool. something like that, that that you feel is you know 100 percent, you know you yeah, yeah. And that's not to say that I don't... I get, a, obviously, a ton of help from uh, the other guys in the band. Well,
0: Absolutely. We mentioned, you know, at the beginning that, that, that the last time you were on, you are talking about The Clash. And, I mean, I, I feel like The Clash is kind of a... In all the different bands you've been in, that seems sort of like the through line of, of, of influences. I mean, that's, that's always there, right? And I, I feel like in listening to this record, that's there too. And I saw on... Oh, um, I don't know if it was on Bandcamp or what, somewhere that it was described as, like, punk and roll. So it has, like, the rock and roll vibe and also that kind of punk edge to it. So is that, I mean... I know you love The Clash, obviously, and that's that's going to come through, I think, no matter what, right? But what, uh, I, how, how do you sort of define this? Do you just consider it a punk band, or there's, there's more to it, right, than just straight-ahead punk rock?
2: Uh, we're more of a rock and roll band with, you know, kind of a uh, lot of lot of punk uh, on, like, through and through, the aesthetic is always punk. Yeah. Uh, it's, it may be... Uh, a bit more in, in feel it's a little bit more rock and roll centered just in the you know the groovability it's always got kind of that backbeat that that you can dance to and i find that very important uh and um you know you could you could be a punk rock band at heart but still sound not quite sound like a punk rock band i mean my voice i'm always going to sound like a punk rock singer it's just yeah. kind of inherent with growing up on uh joe strummer like you said and you know that kind of stuff and uh even bruce springsteen every time i try and sing bruce springsteen it just comes out punk rock and um so yeah i don't really really think too much about it but uh it just it just comes out because that's that's what i grew up on for sure
0: well and that stuff obviously is related too i mean you can definitely make a lot of parallels between bruce springsteen and the clash and and plenty of other bands too there's that kind of like blue collar sort of uh you know working class vibe to it which punk rock obviously has in spades and then you know um guys like springsteen and tom petty and all that like the, that's that's there for sure too
2: really well put yeah and like it's uh that that's the beauty of some of those bands is that um their music is just always going to be relatable because you know you're talking about uh you know uh uh you know classes and society and just all uh, these different uh social issues that that haven't gone away
0: yeah
2: and um and they they still really hit home i mean you can listen to you can listen to early spring scene and still feel like it was written nowadays the clash uh sometimes they talked uh, a whole lot more about um specific political systems at the time so sometimes it gets it gets dated and i mean i can't really sing about london calling but uh but the aesthetic is, is, is always there and the kind of the uh the drive to kind of stand up against something is always there and it's just like yeah. it's timeless right
0: yeah, it translates. The the attitude translates more so than the words you even need to, right? Because y- even if you you don't speak English, you could listen to the clash or you could listen to yeah Springsteen 2, any of these guys we're talking about, and yeah, that that comes through that, that the urgency, like you used that term before, and and that there's obviously a message and there's obviously um some kind of uh drive to to put something across more than just here's a beat and you can dance to it.
2: Absolutely. You could tell you do this every week because you're uh, a whole lot more verbose, a whole lot more articulated than me.
0: Well, I, I, I do this every week. <laughs> I've been doing it for like That's nine totally years right. now, so it's a. I I, I, I hope. Um, <laughs> no, no, but uh, like, do you think uh, in playing the show, the, the the release show for this for this album, was that the first show you've played in all this time, or did you have some opportunities in that brief lull we had where our shows sort yeah. of happened again?
2: I play with a uh, noble thieves and we were, we are uh, lucky to get shows in between lockdowns, especially last summer, it kind of opened up and we were able to play some festival gigs with North graffiti though. Like I said, it's always kind of on a different uh, plane for me, uh, it hits way closer to home for me. And so North graffiti, we hadn't played in a couple of years. We played the park theater opening for uh no fun, it, uh, no fun at all from Sweden okay. a couple of years back. And It was just an opening gig on a Monday night. And then before that, I think it had been another year. Or so It's like, I think it was December 2019. Uh, we played, like, our last kind of club gig. It had been a while. And, like, um, even bands that did kind of play in the interim uh, between lockdowns, you know, it was never quite the same. Uh, and so this really felt like a return to form. Like, all bands are kind of experiencing this kind of cathartic moment on stage, getting it, getting things out. Especially Mobina, Glor opened up the show, and they, um, you know, like, They've been uh, hustling the whole time and like you know trying to trying to plan stuff because if you don't plan stuff then uh, you know all of a sudden things open and you don't have anything booked and yeah. so they'll, they'll book stuff and rebook stuff and then rebook stuff again um, and so for them to actually finally get to play that gig yeah it was certainly cathartic would be would be a good word to go about it and then not just for the bands it was the uh, you could see it in the crowd too people were just stoked to be back at a show yeah. feeling a little bit more normal and uh, feeling like they could rock out a little bit more. It was fantastic feeling.
0: Well, and I guess you also, I mean, you're playing a style of music that lends itself to being performed live too, right? I mean, obviously the recordings are something that you spend a lot of time on and, like you said, you honed it and made sure it was the, what you wanted to release, but, I mean, you, any kind of punk rock has that energy that, that, that needs to be kind of performed in front of an audience. So, I, I guess you've been sitting on these songs for a while now and you've, I'm sure you've listened to them over and over again. And you probably showed them to people who have taken a listen and given you opinions and stuff, but it's very different sitting there with headphones on in your basement in the middle of a pandemic than actually being at a show as, as a fan, as well as a musician.
2: Totally. I mean, you can, you can put out the album and, uh, and hope people dig it and try and picture, you know, how they're receiving it or, yeah. uh, you know, get some reviews, but it's nothing like being on stage and, and getting that energy back to you right there and seeing how, how people react to it and then and then you just start feeding off their energy like you know uh from performing you just uh all of a sudden they start giving the energy back and then tenfold just that's what it's all about live you kind of get that uh that cyclic motion between you and the crowd and certainly felt it on saturday it was really cool to see there's even people that like we put out the album the day earlier we've been teasing some songs for the last little while uh, having people sing back the words that, to us is just like, all oh, right, this is going somewhere, you know.
0: Yeah, that's got to be a good feeling for sure. That someone took the time to listen to it enough that they that, that sticks in their head and they they can actually oh, it do means, it. Means
2: means yeah. the world, you know. Yeah, absolutely.
0: As as the first album that you have done, you know, written entirely yourself, this, the songs is there more is there more pressure on you to? um I'm not sure what the word I'm trying to think of is here, but like to do. Is the message more important to you because it's coming from you? People know that this; these are your songs, that you're singing all of them. You're the guy who's in the front. You know, people, the focus is on you, whether 100%. it's listening at home or playing live. Is there, like, were you more nervous putting this out because of that than you have been with other records where you've just contributed a few songs here and there?
2: Absolutely. There's that that pressure um, to to deliver, right? Uh, and especially you're putting it all on the line and saying, hey, this is, you know, this is the first album I've done this in. Uh but, you know, like you said, I've dabbled in it on other with lots of other bands over the years. So uh did have some confidence. And you know that pressure is good. You just gotta just gotta turn it into something positive and uh and work with it. It's certainly uh, you know, everybody has their anxieties as they're going to bed. They think about things like, oh, nobody's gonna like it, nobody's gonna buy the album, nobody's gonna come to the show. Sure that kicks in, but like when you wake up and you just gotta kind of Work with it, and uh, you know, I really trust my bandmates. And so, along the last uh, five years, they would tell me if something was up and they would tell me if I need to change a line. And I'm very picky about my my lyrics, too. Not, not picking the sense that I'll go back and change them once they're written, they're kind of written, but like I think there's a lot, uh, a lot of weight that goes onto the lyrics for me. Uh, just growing up with the you know, the singers that you're mentioning right there, Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen and uh joe strummer and uh, all the greats i um and so lyrics have always been a big part to me so i kind of centered the songs around those and then uh and then uh made sure we had some groovability to the songs and yeah i knew the guys would call me out along uh through the years and they have and it made the songs better absolutely these songs would not sound the way they do without the three guys in my band and i'm very thankful for that absolutely but yeah that pressure pressure is certainly there and that pressure is there when you're playing live and you're fronting a band and uh especially when you're headlining and uh yeah you just gotta kind of work with it turn something positive turn the anxiety into something (laughs) into some some good energy
0: yeah yeah for sure what's the plan now? I mean, now, you know, again, we're assuming that shows are going to continue happening. Hopefully they will. It seems like that's sort of the path things are going. Um, so do you have more shows booked at this point? I mean, I know it's a podcast. Someone might hear this a year from now or next week, but like at the time we're recording this, do you have, um, other stuff sort of figured out as far as. future shows? We'd
2: really take the band on the road, not just cause, uh, you know, in other bands and past bands, we've all kind of played, uh, on the road and we have kind of, uh, you know, or our former bands have followings in different cities or yeah. had followings that we kind of tap into. And just because uh, we haven't been on the road yet, you know, we've been a band for five years. Uh, granted, two of those were during COVID. But um, uh, uh, it would just be fantastic to get this, get this band on the road. It kind of puts uh, a little bit of legitimacy behind the band. There's, there's a lot of bands that exist just in their hometowns, right? Yeah. And it'd be really nice to take this album on the road and kind of show other cities what we got. That would be, uh, that'd be fantastic. As far as local shows, I mean, we'll keep on booking them uh, until things kind of uh, open up for sure. Uh, for, for, for like, you know, the foreseeable future, we'll probably book gigs one at a time because it's really tough. I didn't even know at some point this show was going to go through. This show was supposed to originally be uh, February 11th, and then we had another lockdown. And so, uh, yeah, it's really tough. I find it really tough for... Uh, those bands that kind of book things and rebook things, it's it's a hustle. Like I said, um,
0: when you've dealt with that, so it's really bands like guess, too right. Like well, I mean, I think Subsidy was supposed to do a show at some point. Uh, yeah, that got that, got that was a too, heartbreaker.
2: Right? That was a heartbreaker for yeah. sure. Uh, and uh, I think the utmost priority with the band is to keep on pumping out music. We don't want to wait another five years to put out another album. Uh, you know, like I like I said, we have it all in house. Uh, I'm very lucky to have guys like in my band that can that can do the recording that can uh, do the videos so we'll probably um, probably start working on a new album almost immediately Um, just because this one took a little while to to get out and we've got uh, we've got another like you know 10 songs ready to go that we want to uh, want to start honing in on so that'll be that's always going to be a main focus of the band is just putting out like quality content uh, both audio and visual rather than trying to take over the world you know. Just uh, we're kind of building something to last.
0: Yeah, I like both, that.
2: both with the, uh, kind of the band relationships and the uh, and the quality of content we put on. We just want to make sure it's you know it still sounds great in ten years from now. We're still proud of it.
0: Well, you're all also like maybe in a different position than you would have been in bands twenty years ago too, right? I mean, just with age and life stuff going on and everything, that that that, that kind of attitude makes sense. That you sort of have to take that if you want to take it even remotely seriously at this point, because you know everyone in that in this age group has shit going on <laughs> you got to work around absolutely it.
2: yeah and and they and they should and 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 all those years ago whoops, one second all those years ago um you know it still had a lot to prove that's not to say that we don't have anything uh don't don't still have a lot to prove now but like you know i hadn't seen germany i hadn't seen new york before and so like to kind of cross those off the bucket list maybe there's a little less uh um pressure to, to get myself back there um but yeah we certainly, We've got lives now, right? We're all uh, mid thirties. Um, yeah. But uh, I just got my red seal in plumbing last month, and you know the first thing that that meant to me was freedom. It was like I can I can quit, <laughs> I can quit and go back on the road, and I'll still have this red seal in my back pocket, and yeah. I could be in position again. So I'm very happy with that. That uh, if it come if it comes calling, we'll absolutely go on the road again for sure, both with North Graffiti or the Noble Thieves. It'd be fantastic that was some of the best life experience you can get as a band is to go on the road you know people musicians always ask like oh you want to play guitar by myself uh you know what should i do to get to the next point well you got to form a band that's like yeah that's yeah. it's you're going to get so much more out of it uh the relationships you're going to form and then oh you're a band what what should we do Well, go on the road like you're gonna get so much life experience and you're gonna learn what you're made out of and yeah. you know being in a band and going on the road that's that's a you know monumental things for for aspiring musicians for sure
0: well and i guess you're you're someone maybe that people could use as an example of someone who has has just gone out and started a ton of bands and you've taken those bands on the road and you've recorded so like you you know what you're talking about you're not just some guy trying to you know so I, I think that you're maybe a good role model for some of these kids to be like look this you know how many bands have you been in in the past 20 years at least five or six or maybe more right
2: Oh, easily about ten. Right, but, um, and most of
0: them have toured, and most of them have recorded, and you have like a pretty decent catalog of, of material now, and, and and like you said, life experience.
2: Well, thanks so much, Sam. I, I do appreciate the the flattery, but also like it's it's so different nowadays, right? Like, I um, I kind of wonder if DIY booking still exists, and I wonder if bands are still aspiring to go out on the road as much now that you know there's always that dangling carrot of going viral with something. You no, know, let's just try and create something to go viral instead of going on the road and slugging it out. Cause so that takes a lot of time and energy and money. Um, so if, if uh, you know, if people were to ask me, okay, well how do I book a tour these days? I would give them advice based on, you know, five years ago. And I don't know if that's the same as it is now. It's certainly not the same for, um, for promoting your band. I mean, like there's, there's massive demands on, yeah. bands nowadays you can't just be a cool band and record some great music put out a f- couple photos you have to like you have to diversify across different platforms instagram facebook and uh, I, you know lots of bands are doing tiktok right now definitely not my game but um but and not only that but you got to keep on updating it yep. you got to stay in trend. you got to uh, you got to keep on creating pumping out content and like it is crazy the demand that's on bands nowadays. I really, really feel for younger bands coming up because that's a lot of time not even spent on writing the music, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, that's something that comes up a lot on the show, too, is that, you know, depending oh, on, on who it is, I mean, I, I could be talking to someone who's, you know, 65 and then someone in the next week who's 18, and just their outlook on, on how to how to make it, I guess, is completely different because, you know, the, the older guy's gone through... A totally different system and then the teenager who's just starting a band they have seen people go viral like you said they know all about how to promote themselves online and I guess like the benefits you have you have the internet where people can hear your record from anywhere in the world at the click of a button but now there's 700 billion other bands that are all competing for that click so yeah it's it's a totally different uh um even with podcasting it's it's getting and that's a fairly new medium compared to music it's it's getting different and weird and Skewing younger, which is which is great, but I mean, there's uh, definitely, yeah, you have to readjust your sort of uh mentality every few years.
2: Oh, there's just like so many bands, there's 20,000 songs that get uploaded to Spotify every week, and like it's uh, uh, like you said, there's just millions of bands. And what used to set bands apart back in the day was, oh, well, this band's coming to my town, yeah, you know, yeah. so that's what that's apart from the other 10,000 bands that that are playing their style of music. And uh,
0: now you get all of them, you know, you just press a button, and they're all there, all 10,000.
2: It's 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 too much, man. It's crazy. And so when people are talking about, you know, how do I make it? I like you got to stop thinking about how to make it. You got to start thinking about how to make yourself happy. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's what it's about. It's not about making it's about making yourself happy uh, and feeling, you know, artistically validated or feeling just, you know, some sense of accomplishment. And uh, for some people, they don't they don't think of it in those terms. They just think of it as, uh, you know, how many followers can I get or how many people can I get out to a show? Actually, how many people you can get up to the show is a pretty good.
0: That one's important. Uh, still, yeah, because
2: <laughs> yeah. that's the. I mean, to me, there's there's still a lot of uh, importance on just being a great live band, being a tight live band. There's, you know, you can do you can do a lot in the studio nowadays. Yeah, and so um, you can get away with a lot, and so it all comes down to you know, can you bring it live? And the bands that really can will keep on drawing, and uh, you know to
0: me that's that's what's important for sure. 100% yeah, I agree I agree with you for sure. I mean, I I don't want to listen to a band for a year and then they finally show up and they're just they 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 sound nothing like the record because they can't pull it off for sure. That's it's, it's super cool.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, if people want to hear this record that you have out now, what's the best way to do that? I mean, I know we're like we said, we're living in this dystopian internet future where there's so many different options. But where would you sort of direct someone to to hear your stuff if you wanted uh, them to? On yeah. any
2: of our social media, we have uh, a link tree link that's got uh, links to all the uh, digital platforms as well as you know all of our videos are on there. Uh, so if you just look us up on Facebook or Instagram, we're on Instagram as North Graffiti Band or on Facebook as North Graffiti and uh if you don't want to go that route you just go to uh whatever your favorite streaming platform is and we're on it uh you know spotify app music google play any of those ones and that's the nature of the beast these days you give your music away for free you you spend all your time and money and energy <laughs> on it and then you give it away for free um or for 0.00 but, uh,
0: 0. 0.0012 cents or whatever it is yeah yeah <laughs>
2: yeah it probably doesn't make up for the, uh, you know, the yearly subscription that you have to pay to have your music on there. Probably not. Uh, not. But that's besides the point. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sounding more sour than I am. Well, we were just stoked to put it out there, and it's a, uh, it's on all streaming platforms. We'll have uh, physical copies at Into the Music if you're in Winnipeg. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's all online in every. Every streaming platform—it's on Bandcamp, which I know is a lot of people really prefer Bandcamp these days because ever since uh, the pandemic, Bandcamp has kind of made certain strides to yeah. be uh, more for the artist than any of the other streaming platforms.
0: That's the only one I use, like personally. I, I don't know how to use Spotify or any of that stuff. I, I Bandcamp is is a one because for that reason, right? You can actually, if you're going to buy march or a record or something, you can do it direct from the band. they go straight to
2: to the band and then they do that every like they do that those band camp fridays where they give 100 percent to the band yeah uh like these are fantastic initiatives and it kind of we need a whole lot more more of that because there's there's so much going on that's kind of demonetizing being in a band and uh you know we don't mind that as much as you know younger bands coming up they they need gas money and they need uh to be recording time like all that kind of stuff and like you can't keep on taking all the money away from the (laughs) bands. otherwise the quality of bands is going to go out the window and you're just going to get bands who have rich parents that's the only bands we're going to (laughs) hear
0: that's true yeah that that, that's a that's a dystopian future right there (laughs) There no no one's no one's struggling anymore and that's not going to make it for good music at all Uh,
1: okay okay